0: hello hey what's happening everyone welcome to stuffology test one two good can, one you two. Can, can you hear me
1: i can hear you great can you hear me okay can
0: you hear me hello can you <laughs> hear me <laughs> yeah I that can is hear you. wild man just be you and shoot from the hip if you want to laugh what joke whatever um, holy it's all, cow it's good. that is insane man stuffology cool yeah Mike Moore. all right man thanks stuffology okay i'm gonna hang up now okay Happening. Hey everyone, welcome to uh, Stuffology. Today we're going to be talking about Vikings. Um, why are we talking about Vikings? Because Vikings are cool. We want to get into some of the history, you know, when Vikings were around, some of the mythos, and we're going to get into some of the reality of uh, how they lived, and what they went through, their culture, religious beliefs, funerary, customs, all that sort of stuff. So we got a great show for you. We're going to get into it. Welcome to Stuffology. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, this episode of Stuffology. We have a great episode for you today. I'm really um, excited, super excited to uh, talk about the Vikings On the line, we have uh, Ellen Marie Ness, and she is a lecturer at the Museum of Cultural History in uh, Oslo, Norway, and uh, is also an archeologist. And she has agreed to uh, spend some time with us uh, talking a little bit about Vikings, their culture, uh, the history, and that sort of stuff. Welcome to the show, Ellen. I am so excited to have you on.
1: Thank you, I'm happy to be here. I mean, who wouldn't like to talk about the Vikings for half an hour? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, that's why I'm here. I love it. I was wondering maybe if you wanted to talk a little bit about the the museum and um, your role in it.
1: Yeah, uh, the Museum of Cultural History has the Viking ships, the famous Viking ships, you know. Uh, we have three of them uh, and I'm caring for them and show them to people. And we are doing a lot of research about Viking ships and the Vikings.
0: Okay, that's excellent. So I guess like, You know, I'd like to jump into uh, Vikings a little bit here and really uh, just start out at the high level, you know, sort of like test my understanding a little bit. But um, when we say Vikings, what are we really talking about? You know, like, did they have an empire like the Romans had an empire? Were there certain years when they were active? What was the extent of their activity and the coverage? Was it just based in Norway, like sort of like where were they centered and what was the time period we're talking about?
1: Yeah, that's a lot but you know, basic the Vikings uh, was a culture and there were some people uh, living in Scandinavia somewhere between 750 after Christ and the period ended somewhere on the middle of year 1000 after after Christ and what Mm -hmm. connected them was a common culture but that wasn't an empire like the Romans, since they had a lot of kings and smaller chief chiefs and they were fighting each other as well. So um, they were one culture and they were curious and also quite violent. They were great artists, uh, they were farmers. So there were a lot of things going on into this culture, but they had those boats and with the boats, they could travel and they like to travel and that way they they expand so their area, the homeland of the Vikings were growing the whole period.
0: When you Ellen, when you mention uh Scandinavia, I don't know, I think about Vikings from my perspective, and I think about um, you know, like maybe just Norway, but Scandinavia do you mean like uh Norway and um the Netherlands and Finland and like what what sort of like was their main area? I
1: think that the basic homeland will be what's uh, Scandinavia today, Denmark, Sweden, and Norway. And then they were expanding. So they moved out and yes, they were violent, but they were also settling down. So they spread into the North Atlantic, uh, Greenland, Iceland, Great Britain, Netherlands. They went down to France, they went to Spain, uh they went through the rivers in russia they went even to baghdad but then so so they spread out a lot
0: it was more they were more like bound together by culture yeah and uh, the the loose villages were as opposed to like being a um centralized structure of any kind
1: yeah that that's a, a huge question into research just now so some people like to call the vikings like uh more like pirates there were groups connecting with the common interests and um, and those national states that we have today norway denmark sweden didn't exist in the viking period so there are no such thing as a norwegian viking
0: okay excellent um and what was there so you, you know talking about the extents of um you know how far they pushed um with the longships um they, they, there was a presence in North America, and is the legend you know or the legend that I heard as a child that Eric the Red was um, in North America was there a North American president presence and was Eric the Red real?
1: Yeah, he might have been and the, the, quite probably that that was the man who traveled and settled in uh, in uh, the American continent in Newfoundland actually uh, as the first um, European. Mm-hmm. So, so, they did that, and uh and they settled in Newfoundland and some meadow for some years. They lived there for some years, and then they disappeared. We think that not nothing dramatically. they simply didn't want to have this port anymore, perhaps they were too isolated, and mm-hmm. I think it's also very probably that what they got in Newfoundland was exactly what they had at home like timber and fur and iron and why should I cross the Atlantic in a dangerous voyage to go somewhere to have something that you you have in your backyard perhaps it's so simple like that
0: yeah so they so they did come to North America. They had a settlement, but what you're saying is that basically, you know, there wasn't a real there wasn't a real driving motivation for them to stay in North America. They had the same things back home. I, I
1: think so. I mean, they stayed there for some years, definitely, and then there is a huge discussion, of course, why they left. But I think it's sometimes the 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 explanation for things like that is simple, and I my guess will be that it, this in this case it's a simple solution. There are no reason to stay there, far away from your friends and family. I mean, why?
0: Right, right, especially in that day and age, you know, and given, you know, probably the hardships of being in an isolated settlement.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, they they got what they needed there, but they they hadn't got much contact with family and friends. And for the Viking like it is today, that's something which is important for us.
0: Right, you know, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but, you know, they have the reputation of, uh, being a warring people. Um, you always see the pictures of the badasses that are wearing you know, the horned helmet and axes. Um, were they mainly a warring people or was there an element of diplomacy in, in some of their exploration? Uh,
1: yes, and- I mean, you and me wouldn't be very happy in the Viking society, really. Um, every family had to protect themselves. So yes, they were violent, but they were also uh, diplomats and artists and tradesmen and women. Uh, So they did all that, but in a way of opportunism, I think. So if they could see that the best solution for them in a a situation was to be violent and that will bring more uh, silver, they will be violent. But then they could see if it was better for them to be, to trade, they will do that. But Mm -hmm. yes, they were
0: memorials. Yeah. So it's almost as if like, uh, the violent aspect of the, of the culture was, you know, basically to keep order and to, um, expand or, or gain things yeah. when, when force, when force was necessary it was
1: for, for gain things and be rich, but also, I mean, just imagine, uh, a, a group of young men will want adventure and doesn't have, uh, understanding of danger, like young men often have um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that had this opportunity to, to gain honor and to be rich, uh, and in a culture where a male warrior was an ideal uh, for uh, in the mythology of the Vikings, um, as to die as a honorable warrior would be a very nice thing because then you will go straight to, to Odin in Valhall and you will live there and be happy forever after. So um, even the gods love a brave, loved a brave warrior and of course that makes a difference for the living, uh, living as well.
0: Okay excellent yeah because like it, it really um kind of guided or like you know the underlying principles of how they conducted themselves or lived their w- lives or wanted to be remembered after they left yes
1: and they wouldn't fear uh, death um in such an uh, extent that we would uh, so if you died with honor doesn't there were nothing to be afraid of
0: yes so i i kind of this this may be going down a, a bit of a path here that is you know I'm not sure like if it's possible to get any data on this or if you have information but I'm curious like so you know they, they were you know also known as raiders and I know that they there were some raids on the British islands but I'm just wondering like um, is there any evidence like how those raids were organized like did they communicate village to village and they're like hey let's get four villages together and go raid Britain or was it just like a single village that would go and raid Britain or was it, it their bigger orchestration? It was a
1: lot of uh, organization because the, the Vikings were successful, successful in their violence and in their attacks, and there wouldn't have been that if there were just some groups saying, "Hey, let's go a, a, and do some some riding." So there were some leaders, some chiefs that uh, co- connect uh, collected people or ask people to go with him, and people would like to go with a strong and interesting leader, we will give them opportunities. So that will be popular to follow such such a person. And like that, uh, a leader, a strong leader would gather quite a, a, an
0: army. Mm-hmm. And was it, um, like in terms of like that, that sort of like gathering and amassing and organizing, um, they had a they, there was a written language right but would they use that for a means of communication or was it more like just a verbal messenger it would kind be of
1: Verbal. Thing? The, the vikings had some the, their runes, and they were able to write down certain measures messengers um oh sorry help me uh, they will be able to to write a bit but uh they will use oral or verbal uh, communication uh, they will send a message from person to person oral and then people will have to remember that Uh, but they were good at that they were good at sending uh, a message from farm to farm
0: and the you know just you know picturing them on on the boats and like headed for the isles or like heading for a raid like maybe in um you know what's what's france today um you know there's always that picture of them in the horned helmet (laughs) and with the axe and the furs and um, just wondering, like, how that classical image holds up today, like, is, is that accurate in terms of, like, what we now understand about the they Vikings? Would have,
1: they would definitely have the axe, and some of them would have a helmet, but no horns. And I, I think that everybody knows that now, uh, because if you are going to be a successful soldier, a successful warrior, you can't have horns on your heads pointing out. simply not practical. <laughs> but, but. Uh, had some really good weapons, and some of them had some some uh, chain armor, some of them had just armor made of leather, um, depending on which you were. Since you were personal, it was your personal uh, responsibility to, to, um, to arm yourself. So if you didn't have a, a lot of valuables, uh, you will have an axe and you will have a simple shirt. And if you were rich, you would have a helmet and a, a ch- chain armor and full weaponry and a nice sword.
0: That's really interesting because that kind of goes back to, um, you know, what you were saying a couple of minutes ago. And that's that like each each like tribe or family was responsible for their own protection. And then, you know, by demonstrating like how well you could protect yourself, it was sort of a status quo then in society. It's
1: also know? a way of at, pre- preventing attacks that you show people that... Look, look at me. I'm able to 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 defend myself and my family and my farm, so don't try anything.
0: You know I'm thinking now like this just occurred to me, but i I don't think I've ever seen like a picture of a Viking or or you know a painting or someone portray you know portraying Vikings with bows and arrows. like did they have that technology? Do they use yeah, bows did, and arrows? I found a,
1: a lot of, arrow, uh, of arrowheads uh, in graves so I wonder that uh, as well, when you look at video games and things, they have axe and sword, but they never have a bow and arrow. Uh, probably they prefer the bow, bow and arrow as a hunting uh, weapon, but there are written sources telling us that they used it in in, uh, in battle as well. So I don't know why why the popular culture doesn't take that. Perhaps it doesn't look cool enough.
0: Yeah, it may, it may be something like that, you know, that. I don't know there's the warrior image of with either an axe or a hammer or something that just may seem like it's uh more um, formidable this cool
1: uh, archer with pointing and being accurate uh, it's it's so impressive uh, but perhaps not so so smashing in in a movie
0: yeah yeah definitely um you know I think that like I, I've, you know, I've I've heard a lot about like the English longbowmen of the Middle Ages and how feared they were for their accuracy and like how far they could shoot their arrows and whatnot, you know?
1: Yeah, and uh, the Vikings had that weapon as well. And there, I, yep. we don't know that, but I, I guess that this is also a weapon that could be used by women. And there were some women also among the warriors in the Viking periods.
0: Right. And, you know, talking a little bit about like their settlements you know, I'm sort of like wondering, like ar- architecture, was it more European, like, um, you know, like a d- timber construction with a, a, a usual roof? Or was it more like North American, Native American, they more used like wigwams? Um, what sort of architecture they did they the have? They had the Nordic
1: architecture. <laughs> uh, there were wood, um, wooden houses. Uh, probably we think that the block house started a- somewhere in the viking period and p- perhaps a bit earlier uh, but I could also use longhouses made of earth and stone uh, with a fourth roof
0: and was there any like you know looking you know I'm, i live in new england um and obviously you know this this was settled by europeans um and you know basically every town has like a village square or you know a center uh was there any notion of that in like Viking society in terms of like how they laid out some of these villages and, and the follow up question is, did they have any, any bigger Uh, cities? That's
1: interesting. Uh, Since Scandinavia in the Viking period, and perhaps even today, uh, it's a lot of forest and a lot of mountains. So people were living on farms uh, separated. So this village thing was central European and not so uh, Scandinavian at that time, Uh, the, the towns were growing or was starting up just at that times so uh, there were some places with or settlements with with more houses than a normal normal farm so you can call them small towns but n- not really big villages
0: was there Was there any notion of like a a central capital or or something like that? No, since
1: in the Viking period, there was little centralization at all. So there were smaller kings and chiefs fighting each other. But then during the Viking period, uh, those big cities in Scandinavia that we have today, they were grounded. So so, um, it started during the Viking period and in the medieval period, after the Viking period, there were uh, bigger cities and capitals in all the Scandinavian countries. So there was some development during the Viking period.
0: And then, you know, I was sort of, uh, I was curious about, like, um, you know, like we have the, we have the latest movies, um, you know, about Thor, Ragnar, um, that sort of stuff, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I, I was sort of wondering about, like their um religious practices um you know were they were they considered pagans or like you know what did they believe religiously and um how did that kind of like um influence they their had culture? a
1: religion they were quite religious people uh they had this north religion and uh, uh they had a lot of gods uh, and they also believed of spirits uh in in the nature um uh, and they had a lot of ceremonies and things, offerings that they needed to do so that they would be protected by the gods. So, very religious people, uh, but they were not afraid of other religions. And during the Viking period, they met the Christianity, and as we know, the Christianity took over. But that was more a development. I don't think that was a violent crash between religious religions. Uh, since the Vikings had a lot, lot of gods in the first place, they were easier for them to adapt something new.
0: That's really interesting. You know, it's sort of like you know some of the some of the research or the findings that you have is that they may have like went out on raids, brought Christianity back, and it just sort of like it did a kind of it sort of take over the entire Vulcan, the Viking yeah, culture. Uh,
1: during the Viking periods, the Christianity were uh, taking over the culture uh, since uh, there were kings bringing home this new belief and made their people change the belief they were building churches. So that happened uh, during this, the Viking period as well. And that's one of those things that make the Viking period so interesting. There's a lot of things going on. The whole society change. So from the beginning of the Viking period to the end of it, uh, the whole Scandinavia looked different.
0: Yeah. So um, in terms of like, the burial rituals and whatnot was it was it a little bit like the Egyptians in terms of like you know maybe maybe people that were of you know at higher levels in society were buried with their earthly possessions yeah, or some absolutely. sort of earthly possessions. Yeah, That's a good way
1: of of uh, of, um, of saying it. The Vikings did more much of the same. There wasn't building pyramids, uh, but they were burying people in boats, and the rich people uh, got huge ships and the poorer people got smaller boats so they buried people in a boat probably because they thought that the dead people were going to travel somewhere to the kingdom of death or somewhere and the best way of traveling would be using a boat of course it was and then they will also fill the grave with gifts of uh gifts that the deceased needed in the afterlife But those gifts will also simultaneously be an offering to the gods. So, and that's so nice for archaeologists because that means that those graves are so wonderful sources for knowledge of the Vikings.
0: Yeah. And, you know, these graves, you know, obviously, you know, like you're just saying, um, you know, they they probably supply you with a vast um, array of information, but above ground like how did they how did they mark those graves were they with a number of pyres or like stones uh, they or?
1: were they looked like small hills they were mounds, uh, and they were covered with t- cloth there might be uh have been uh, some kind of wooden marking on top but that's gone There are just some written sources telling us about that so what we have today they're those mounds um and just 50 years ago, where people lived, uh, most people lived in r- rural areas in the farm where the family had lived for years, years and years and generations. Everybody knew about those graves, and there were also laws and myths and stories going on who were buried, buried in, in the graves. But this information are lost now, since people are not living in this old-fashioned fashioned way anymore.
0: Huh, that's very interesting i mean it's almost it's a part of the history that's um that's sort of like being lost from generation to generation because it's not so we are in the losing it so that's why we
1: have to have to tell and and when kids and young people are told they they think it's totally interesting so that not it's not that it's boring for them they they like to know about their culture and the history especially if their own fami- family is connected to that. So we just have to make sure that I know.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, and then I have to ask you this question, (laughs) but, uh, you know, my understanding is that the word honeymoon, um, is, is based on the Viking, uh, ritual of marriage where, uh, they would get married and then they would go away for a month and they would drink mead, which is a honey based, uh, Liquor of some kind uh t- in order to celebrate. Is there any truth in that, uh or in, in terms of like the, the marriage ritual? I'm sorry to you,
1: but I don't think there are any sources pointing in that direction. But I'm sure they will they will uh, <laughs> celebrate uh, a marriage good and long, I and mean, with a lot of lot of beer. But it still has anything to do with the word honeymoon?
0: Okay, you know what? I think somebody that made mead may, yeah, may have told uh, me that. Probably
1: is a good way of selling mead, but. uh But uh, for me to make mead, you'll need a lot of honey. And in the Viking period, that was expensive and hard to get at. Honey is still expensive today. So they were drinking mead, yes, but they were also drinking normal beer.
0: All right, Alan, well, you know, uh, before we go, you know, I just wanted to maybe um, expand a little bit on what's happening at the museum. You know, I hear there's some really interesting exhibits with the with the ships, and I was wondering if maybe you wanted to share a little bit more with us about that and how folks can get in touch with you.
1: Yeah, you should look into our webpage, the webpage of the Museum of Cultural History in Oslo, and there you will find how to, to visit us and what to see.
0: Okay, excellent. And these ships themselves, there's a number of ships there that are, are pretty well preserved. Do you maybe oh, want to yes. talk about those a little bit? Yes, we can talk about
1: it a lot. <laughs> uh, the, 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 <laughs> the beauty uh, in the museum is the Oseberg ship, and that's the carved one. When you see a Viking movie or a Viking game, you will see a Viking ship with a dragon head, a curled snake in front. That's always an uh, a version of this ship, the Oseberg ship and it is a beauty. It was a uh, real Viking sailing ship and it ended in its days as a burial ship for two ladies. It also tells us that those two ladies, in order to get such a grave, there must be incredible, important ladies with religi- religious and political power, which also tells us something about the, uh, the, the, the way the Vikings looked on women and men and gender in, uh, in general, it's incredibly interesting.
0: All right. Well, I'd like to thank you, Ellen, for uh, coming on the show. I mean, this is this has been a fascinating episode. And um, please go check out the Museum of Cultural History uh, on the web, and you can see more about the Viking ships that are there. You know, as we were talking about, they're very well preserved, and some of the best preserved uh, spe- specimens in the world. Um, you can see their hours, um, you know, if you're, if you're heading to Oslo, please uh, go and check out the museum and uh, thank you for your time, Ellen. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Hello. Hey, what's happening, everyone? Welcome to Stuffology. Test one, two. Good. Can you hear me? i can, can you hear, hear you great can you hear me okay can you hear me hello can you hear me <laughs> <laughs> yeah I that is wild man just be you and shoot from the hip if you want to laugh what joke whatever um, holy it's all, cow it's good. that is insane man stuffology cool yeah, yeah. Mike all right man thanks stuffology okay i'm gonna hang up now okay